Welcome to another edition of the Stoutcast podcast, this time in Truckee, California, and this is a special event. It is the 5050 Brewing event for Eclipse. It is the thing that they do every year. There is a waiting list. Tickets sell out in, like, what, two minutes, two seconds, 40 seconds, something like that, something ridiculous. So we're joined here by the co-founder, Alicia Barr, and by this week's co-host, Stephen Bonet. So, Alicia, thanks for being here. Tell us a little bit about the event first. Well, this is our annual release of Eclipse, which is our big barrel-aged imperial stout that takes a year to produce, age, package, all that good stuff. And we've got a number of really awesome beer fans lined up outside, ready to come get the first look at this year's release and all the styles that come along with it. Guess as to the temperature outside? I'm guessing it's... It's around 30 right now. Their snow is definitely not melting out of the trees. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but there's a bunch of people waiting outside. So, <laughs> and we're inside. So, and this, the Eclipse is based on Our, the totality, right? Yeah, so the base beer for all of the Eclipse varieties is the same beer, and it's totality imperial stout. Um, just a big, robust stout that can stand up to a good barrel aging treatment. Okay, so we're going to sample some of that. And then we have three others here. Uh, while you're popping that, maybe you can tell us about the other three and what the different colors of the wax meet. So this year I pulled out my three, what I was the most excited about for this year's styles. Um, so starting on this end, we have Woodford Double Oak. So it's a special barrel from Woodford Reserve. It's their double oaked bourbon. And it's those barrels that we put totality into. And that is our blue wax with gold glitter. And this year, this is kind of a fun aside, I finally got to incorporate glitter into our wax because- Thank we, goodness. Thank goodness, right? Because we were running out of colors. And so in order to differentiate between different blues, we added a glitter. So you'll see glitter pop up in a couple styles this year. Uh, next to the Woodford Double Oak, we have our salted caramel. So the one twist on this is that it was uh, totality brewed with caramel and then aged in salt barrels along with bourbon barrels and then blended for the optimum uh, taste. And then and that's a ivory wax with gold glitter. And then the last one we'll be tasting is Basil Hayden Eclipse. So Basil Hayden barrels, it's uh, our staff's favorite whiskey and we finally were able to get those barrels this year. We've been trying for five years to get Basil Hayden barrels. Finally got them and that's a, a lime green wax. Okay, so while she's popping the top of the can, I will describe it, it is it's like stars and midnight uh, totality imperial stout. It's uh, dark blue on the top, uh, purple on the bottom, with the 50/50 logo uh, in an orange circle. And then I always like to read the side of the can too. It also gives me something to do while people are pouring. Everyone has their price. For some, it's measured in dollars. For others, it's measured in powder days. For those that have the gift of passion for the dark side, it's measured in pints of totality imperial stout. Cheers. <laughs> Where'd you come up with the name totality? Uh, totality came from. So the story of this beer is it used to be just 50/50 imperial stout. And it was made specifically for the purpose of putting into. Hey. <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh, it's, okay. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so, uh, so it was made just for the purpose of barrel aging. And we would always pull aside a keg or two to pour over the bar, and we entered it into a couple competitions. 
and it kept winning. And so finally we realized it deserved its own name besides just 50-50 Imperial Stout. And so we kind of went with the eclipse, you know, solar planetary theme uh, and totality was born. Okay, so the can promises uh, hints of dark fried fruit, uh, espresso beans, dark chocolate with a hint of hot bitterness, striking the perfect balance. Stephen, your thoughts? I'm a fan of it. I like it. I don't know how to describe it. It's <laughs> it's richer, maybe darker than uh, some of the other stouts I've had, um, and I'm not sure exactly what gives it those flavors. Which which part of the ingredients? So the specialty sugars used in this brew, we brew it with molasses and gula jawa is the primary fermentable sugar. I knew yeah, that. I, totally everybody guess. knew that one, right? Uh, gula jawa is, it's an exotic brown sugar, basically, like an Indonesian brown sugar. And so that gives it, through the fermentation, a different mouthfeel and a different depth and complexity than just straight base malt or adding like a, a you know, straight sugar. Who came up with that idea? Let's put Gula Jala in it. Uh, that would be Todd Ashman, our original brewer. This was his his baby as a recipe. Um, and it's been tweaked a little over the years, but it's pretty much the same recipe we started with. And it needs to be a big beer to hold up in the barrels without kind of falling apart or being overwhelmed by the booziness or oakiness of the barrel. And that's a common problem that some barrel-aged stouts have is that you just get hit in the head with a bottle of booze and it's not particularly an enjoyable experience especially if you don't particularly like bourbon so I you know I, my first guess was the molasses it, it is sweet uh, it kind of has a little that fruity that fruity sensation and then it, um, it, you get the espresso as well I'm not sure I got any chocolate or not, but it just depends on the day and when you're, but it's, you As know. As it warms up, that's when you get more of that cocoa coming out of it, for sure. But, um, you know, fresh, this, I just pulled this out of the fridge just now, so a little colder, you get more of the, the espresso and the dark dried fruit characters. Oh, it's it's really good, and it's really well balanced. Are you distributing the cans of this locally now? So we just canned this uh, a couple weeks ago, and it will be hitting distribution locally. If a beer delivers what it promises, that's a huge. That goes a long ways because you know you don't want to be surprised, um, in a, especially in a bad way. Um, and so this really delivers. It tells you everything that you're going to experience, including the hops. There's a little bit of a bitter aftertaste, but it's not like a it's not like a lingering, drawn-out aftertaste. It's just kind of, it's just kind of there. Right. So, no, this is really, this is a very, very good beer. So the range is excellent, very good, good, fair, poor. Wouldn't feed it to your cat. <laughs> it's excellent for me. I love it. You're not just saying that just because she's sitting right here. No, I like stouts, and and I like this one, and I I couldn't detect you know the, the gula jawa, believe it or not, but it, it has a distinct flavor that that makes it not so smooth like some stouts that you'll you'll drink and they're just I don't know they're they're more subtle to the taste, but this um, a little bit richer, a little sharper. It's not even quite a dessert stout, but it's it's sweet. The bitterness you described that's to help to keep it from being cloying because if it finishes sweet like that that's when you kind of get fed up with it fairly soon and the bitterness is a nice balance to kind of start your palate fresh okay and, and for me not too sweet because too sweet's a turn off i don't want to feel like i'm drinking something really sugary you know okay so what's next all righty i brought this in for so next, and you'll see this is quite a procedure to get into this one, we joke that um, it's a sobriety test. Um, if you've had too much to figure out how to get through the wax, then you probably don't want to be opening it quite then. <laughs> um, 
and I have yet to go to the hospital for this, so that's good. The trick is to carve out just enough to get the opener in. Did we mention that you just like launched it against your chest and you were able to catch it? <laughs> but I caught it. You did. That was nice. Like <laughs> there we there go. There we go. All right. So. And Alicia, is that is that wax simply so we can see the different uh, which beer is which? Yes. Is that the main purpose? That is there? the main purpose. Is there any other reason to put wax on the bottle? That it does also prevent any additional oxidation, but with bottling technology these days, as long as you're not hand bottling, that's not an issue. But the first couple years we did this, we were hand bottling. So the wax did serve that double purpose. But honestly, the real reason that we did the wax was um, for the barrel differentiation. We joke, you have to go find the magic color decoder ring to figure out what you're drinking. But that's kind of half the fun. What's the alcohol content on the base beer on the totality? It's nine and a half percent. That's yeah. hearty. Yeah, that's... That's how it stands up so well over the, or we, it's anywhere from three to six months in a barrel before blending and all that, so. Oh, okay, so while the totality is in cans, the Eclipse is in a large bottle and uh, starts with, it's a, uh, is that a, would we call that a purple, a lavender? I call that purple. Purple, that la purpley, purpley lavender. Yeah, it does match your hair. <laughs> um, uh, uh, circle again with, and she described the top of it, uh, the different waxes. The Eclipse is outlined in uh, purple Imperial Stout, has the year on it, uh, brewed in trucking. California and then on the back um, fairly simple this one is stout brewed with honey brewed and bottled by 5050 Brewing Company in Truckee so not a lot of description on the bottles as opposed to the cans how come these bottles we've been doing for years for this type of presentation we found that simpler is better when you're paying this much for a beer because these do retail for around 25 bucks for a bottle um, and so it's, it's the simplicity and the cleanliness of the package, not being cluttered, being able to see the beer underneath that. Whereas cans, it's a different landscape to fill. So that's kind of how that started, basically. And Bob, you missed it a second ago. Alicia got her first taste of the season's uh, Eclipse. I haven't tried Her reaction the, yep. was, was like a first-time drinker almost. <laughs> like, wow, this is good. <laughs> yeah, I haven't... Uh, these are the ones I was most excited to try this year, and I haven't had a chance to. So. And you said this is the Woodford double, double oak. oak. Yeah. Well, you get a, a sense of the of the Woodford, but it's not it's not overpowering. It's not, there, it's not. and, and it's there's not a lot right. of there's a lot of almost. I'm really getting a lot of coffee. This is. Uh, I'm going to take another one, and while I talk or while I drink, then you talk. Well, I was telling Bob earlier. I don't know what to liken the, the flavor of these barrel-aged stouts to because to me it's not like drinking beer it's not even like drinking a stout there's something else that happens when you you uh put it in the kegs or the, the barrels yeah and uh it takes on another flavor profile completely is there something like what do you liken it to is it, am i wrong is it simply a, it's a stout or is it's there something a, it's a transformation that undergoes in the barrel because i mean the barrels have been fully evacuated but you've got that lingering flavor soaked into the wood um, we, keep our, we keep our barrels swelled um, in between filling them to make sure that they don't dry out and lose that flavor. Uh, and so you're getting that oakiness, you're getting that residual booziness from the spirit that's still soaked into the wood. And it really does just kind of transform the flavor of the stout. Mm -hmm. um, and what's funny is, you know, if you taste them side by side, they don't, you can tell they're in different barrels. Like even just the straight up, like if you taste Woodford Double Oak next to Basil Hayden, they're very different. It's not like you drink one and say, oh, that tastes like Woodford Double Oak bourbon. It, it doesn't correspond that 
directly to me, yeah. but there are just obvious subtle differences in what each bourbon and, and barrel treatment does to the beer. Well, how did you think Budweiser executed when they mixed Jim Beam with their beer? Did you try that? I have to be honest, I did not try that. <laughs> I, I tried it. I how tried was it? it? <laughs> well, it, it does, you, you can taste the Jim Beam in the beer. Okay. Uh, but it, it, it's, um, it tastes like beer with a little little Jim Beam, whereas I don't get that. And maybe that's what you were saying earlier, when you've got a, a, a bigger beer, like a stout, it holds up better yeah. with the aging and, and, and takes on a different a flavor profile. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this. the Some stouts will come at you in waves with the different flavors. This one, it's a really nice, it's a really nice taste, but it's not, it doesn't have that experience. Uh, was that intentional? Um, or is that just me? No, that's, it's, that is part of the barrel aging process is it, it tends to kind of smooth out or mellow out. There's still a lot of complexity, but I feel like it's a very smooth complexity mm-hmm. to, uh, to the beer. And, it, and I've given this to, so, I, you know, I hate to admit this, but I do have family members that don't like beer. And then I give them a clips and they're like, well, that's not beer. Right. And it's, it's a pretty interesting eye-opening experience for people. Barrel-aged beer really takes on a totally different flavor than what people think beer, but yet beer lovers still love. It's, it's mm-hmm. still beer. And it's surprisingly smooth. Yeah. Given that it's got, you know, barrel-aged whiskey infused. I, I'd have to say that just the the balance of it is just really notice it's really noticeable how balanced it is and that you know there's all this stuff going on in there but it's combined to make this entirely new flavor and to your point Stephen, it's it's really it's you know you're at some point you start sort of getting into a cognac area mm-hmm. um and that's where this is this is really this is really nicely done i think you know somewhere between very good and excellent i can't i'm trying to think of one that i've had that was better and i'm not I'm not coming up with one right now, so um, really nicely done. Thank you. Well, and you'll notice our motto is find your balance. And that's part of our philosophy of brewing is not to do an extreme beer for extreme sake. There's got to be balance to it um, for people to truly appreciate and enjoy it and want to come back to it. Um, And that's kind of our motto in life is find your balance. So, excellent, very good, good, I'm, I'm fair, s- wouldn't feed it I'm okay. still in the excellent. I'm probably going to be boring here. I'm going to probably stay in the excellent space. I like this. I've had a few Eclipse uh, uh, beers before, and, and I think it's fantastic. But I'm curious, who, who's the master, who's the taste bud that you trust? Because when we are over at the brewery earlier, we're finding that, well, sometimes they'll sit there and, and they'll let the beers age for a while, and they'll taste, and they're like, well, that one needs a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So who's the, who's the most trusted It's a group effort, honestly, because everybody's palate's in a different place each day. And so we will, you know, every couple months, we'll head over to the warehouse, a team of us, Andy and I and the brew team, and we'll pull pull open, we'll, you know, take the tacks out of the barrels and sample a little and kind of do a little group discussion about what we all think. And there's generally pretty even consensus about what it takes. Um, But yeah, it's it's too much to put on any one person. That's a lot of responsibility for what goes into a barrel. Um, but it's, it's a, we, we joke, oh, quality control day is a really tough day. We got to go to the warehouse and taste a bunch of barrel aged beers. So. so you should have brought more glasses because I feel guilty about dumping this. <laughs> this one is, uh, for the, the honey is, is 11%. And well, so it, actually they're all, it's, they're all the same. And all we had to put uh, brewed with honey for TTB. So I forgot to mention honey is also a key sugar in the base beer. Um, and I'm not sure if it says that on the can. Um, I'll be honest, TTB is a really fickle organization and sometimes they make you put things on labels, which for other beers they didn't. In Eclipse, we were required to put that it's an Imperial Stout brewed with honey. So there is honey in the base beer. Okay, so 
again, how do you tell besides the uh, the wax on the label what you're there's a little magic what you're de- drinking uh, magic decoder. So BH stands for Basil Hayden. Oh. WDO stands for Woodford Double Oak. And That's what we just had. The yep. Woodford Double Oak and is what we just had. That says CM for caramel. Is that handwritten on there? That is handwritten on every there. single bottle. Every single bottle is hand hand wax dipped and hand lettered. So it's a, it's a labor of love. So you guys have locals that come sit at the bar. Are they are they totality or eclipse drinkers? Are they more hitting the, the other beers in your lineup? Mo- most of our regulars are IPA drinkers. IPA and Pilsner. That's kind of the new up and coming. Well, I wouldn't call it up and coming because it's been around forever. But the new trend in what people are into is Pilsners. And so, um, yeah, locally we don't. You know, a mountain crowd. I mean, we have our aficionados, but in general, what sells best over the bar is IPAs. Mm-hmm. And now hazy IPAs. That's definitely the new trend. Is that, that might partly be because the alcohol content is so much higher. I mean, yeah, you, can't, you, can't, you can't come here and have a couple of these. Yeah, you, you probably you haven't go seen skiing s- and pound a pint of this, and you're done. You probably haven't seen somebody drink a six pack of these. Yet. No. <laughs> Maybe Andre the Giant could have. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. Okay, I'll do smaller pours. Kind of with Bob, I hate spilling this out. It's really a shame. It's, it's terrific. And I like that one. I, I like Woodford and their Double Oak. I've had only once. I've, I had one bottle of that, um, and I think it's one of my favorite. Uh, that one, that one's a bourbon, right? Not a whiskey. Uh, yes. And actually, so Woodford is probably one. Of, Woodford and Elijah Craig are probably my two favorite, along with Basil Hayden, are my favorite whiskeys. I've never had the um, Woodford Double Oak, so I'm kind of curious to try it's, it. It's not much different from the, the regular Woodford bottle, but it, I think it's better. I've never even heard of Basil Hayden until we were over at the brewery earlier. It's definitely a smaller, lesser known, I feel like, um, whiskey or bourbon. But uh, yeah, it's I really like it. And again, it's at a pretty, like Woodford and Elijah Craig, at a pretty reasonable price point. It's not a, it's not a Pappy Van Winkle or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty approachable. It's not, say, $300. Right. Like, one of the guys outside, outside we were talking to earlier was like, yeah, I, I blew $300 on a bottle of beer. I'm like, interesting. Yeah. Well, and something one of them said that was a surprise to me is that um, some some of these barrel-aged stouts age really well. Yes. So there's there's some uh, prestige to owning an old bottle. Mm-hmm. Do you guys save, like, cases from years gone by? We, so we that, have a library yeah? um, back at the warehouse where, so... So some of them, like salted caramel, things that we've done, kind of, we call them added, you know, adjuncts to them or what, what have you. Those we recommend people drink within a year or two because we just don't know how that, that salt mm-hmm. character, that caramel character is going to change over time. But if it's just in a plain um, whiskey barrel or bourbon barrel, then it can hold, for, especially some of your higher quality, older whiskeys, um, it can hold for five to ten years easily and actually does better after that. So I know... Um, I, Elijah, we did an Elijah Craig in 2009, and in 2012 it tasted better than when we bottled it in 2009. And so there's definitely that element. Again, it's the wax, it's the dark bottle, it's the big strong beer to stand up to it. And if it's a quality barrel and spirit, then it just yeah it continues to age and actually just get again smoother over time. And this is the basil Hayden. This is the basil Hayden, which I have to say I'm really liking. The and this super smooth. It's. Yeah, but I mean, there's there. It seems like the other one, the other one, the totality stood up to the barrel. Mm-hmm. This one looked like the barrel gave it a good thumping because it's, it's um, it, it's a little, you you've it's got, got a little a, more to it. Yeah, a little yeah. more of that kick. 
yeah, uh, so I'm picking up a lot, a, a lot more of that, and I'm also getting more like fruit, like a, a fruity sense, like it's a little sweeter, I think, than, than the other. It's more reminiscent of the totality, I right. think. Stephen is deep in thought. Well, I think, I think one of the reasons I like the Woodford so much, I think Woodford has a big oaky taste mm-hmm. as a as a bourbon, and and it, you get that sense when you're tasting the Eclipse. With this one, I'm not familiar with the whiskey. I'm, I'm sitting here wondering if I would like the whiskey. Right. <laughs> because comparing these two beers, I prefer, I strongly prefer the Woodford out of the two, but I think it's just because that's the whiskey I like. Right, and you're right, there's a lot more, you get a lot more of that oak barrel character in the Woodford Double Oak, whereas you're getting more of the spirit character with the Basil Hayden. And I think that is partially, it's a, it's a younger whiskey, and so it kind of comes through, it's a little hotter to begin with. Um, plus, with the double oak, you've got that extra aging of, of the, the barrel itself, which really kind of provides that, that element to it. It's really an interesting contrast between the two. And I, I'm, I think I'm siding with Stephen here. And, you know, compared to the other one, I think just on my taste buds and, like, my enjoyment of it, the first one was, like, the oakiness, I think, is really what, you know, helped bring it through. And this one is more booze, and more booze for me is not necessarily a good thing. Mm-hmm. But if you like... If you like that, this is definitely up your alley. And see, I prefer the Basil Hayden to the Woodford Double Oak. I'm not big on the oaky character, but a lot of people love it. And so that's, again, half the fun of doing all these different styles is not everybody's going to like every style. We don't expect them to. That's half the fun. Just like not everybody likes every beer style, but whatever style we pick, we want to do it well and really highlight that style. And I think... Yeah, this is a great example of the spread that you can get between barrel styles. And how much of the difference that we're tasting is because the totality was simply poured into a different barrel versus it was poured into a different barrel and then some things were dropped in to change the flavor profile? Both of these is just straight totality in the barrel. Mm -hmm. So it really is just what that barrel character adds or changes to the beer. The next beer you get will be a totally different flavor profile and that is because of the caramel and the salt barrels. All right, I think I'm going to go very good on this one. For me, a little lower than the other one because of the the booze component, but still very good. Where would you put it? Excellent, very good, good, fair, cat. Um, for me, it's good. It's it's out of the... I think we're going to get a lot of different flavors out of these different Eclipse beers. And, and like Alicia said, uh, I came to their Eclipse party a couple of years ago and I think tried everything. <laughs> Taxied home. Um, but... You know, you find the one that matches your flavor profile, and that Woodford, I just remember, you, you guys have done the Woodford for a while, we've haven't been, you? We have regular um, Woodford reserved this year as well. This is the first time we've done the Woodford double oak barrel. Yeah. So uh, similarly with wines, like I like an oaky wine sometimes, and I like the ones with the hints of vanilla. And when we taste the Eclipse that has the vanilla hints, we're not going to do that right now, but if you taste that one, you, you'll get that strong profile and probably takes you right back up to the excellent space. And and that last one was, I think that would be one to share with friends, especially those who really Mm -hmm. enjoy different types of bourbon or whiskey. Mm -hmm. Um, That would be, but yeah, it's still, to me, it's still very good. Mm -hmm. It's just, I don't, to me, it's just not to my flavor profile as as much as the other one. But Mm -hmm. that's what we're here for is to try to go, okay, hey, it's not this, but if you like this, then this is, this is yours. This is all you. So the last one is, and it's. This is our salted caramel eclipse which is the vanilla wax with the gold glitter and uh, the tota- this particular batch of totality was brewed with caramel as an additional sugar and then it was aged in a combination of bourbon barrels and salt barrels let me ask you about selling this mm-hmm. 
people are importing this or buying this by the bottle, by the case? Are they selling it on the stores and then like there are labels there for people to identify them? Or is this like a direct order thing where you know what you're ordering? It's both. So every April we launch um, a futures program where you can basically reserve a certain allocation of every style, of not every style, we set aside certain styles. I think this year we did seven styles. Yeah, seven styles that we did uh, for futures where you could reserve up to so many per style ahead of time. You put down a 50% deposit and then pay the rest at release and it's at a slightly lower price than the final retail price. So by committing to it early and putting the money down, you get a discount and you also are guaranteed your allocation. Um, we ended up doing a lot more styles, all of which are for sale here at the pub directly, as, and then we send it into distribution through distributors who all have the little magic decoder color guide for their clients and bottle shops and restaurants and such. The one exception that's not available for sale now is the, we did a cinnamon nut bun Eclipse this year. Um, there's a kind of a trend to do pastry stouts, and so we thought we'd try it with Eclipse, and so Again, it was totality brewed slightly differently with a little bit more vanilla and cinnamon and we threw some nuts in the barrel and um, it turned out amazing and we actually, between futures and a couple of distributors, we sold out. And so if you didn't get it through your futures, then you, good luck, you either need to find it in a bottle shop, which will be tough because it wasn't that many that went out into distribution and it's the one style we don't have at the party tonight for sale. We have it in ta on tap for people to try and see if they can hunt it down. But that is part of the benefit of the futures uh, program is that we don't always know what our yields will be. So we can guarantee that if you order through futures, you get first priority and we will fill that first. And the caramel is, is in what? The vanilla wax with, uh, or sorry, ivory I wax with tan glitter, tan gold glitter. Uh, I'm, uh, but the barrel. Oh, uh, it's a mix of, we, so we don't isolate specific bourbon in this case because it, it doesn't show through because of the salt barrel character. So it's a mix of, I think there's some Jim Beam, some Woodford and probably some Knob Creek in there blended together and then um, mixed with the totality that was aged in salt barrels. When you said salt barrels, is, is that literally? Like a salt, salt, br salt like brine. Okay. So they, they were barrels used for salt brine is the way, that's what we were told from the barrel broker that we got them from. But yeah, it was like filled with a salt brine. Um, so it's, I mean, you really get like a salt finish at least. You do like if you. If, I'm, I found myself taking very small tastes of this one, and the first taste kind of shocked me. It's it's interesting. It's different totally from different. anything I've ever tried before, including the other eclipses. And then you kind of lick your lips and like, whoa! You get salt. You can taste the salt mm -hmm. on your lips. I really like it. It's it's a real small sipper. You yes. know, take tiny sips of this, and I, I think it's incredible. Yeah, I, uh, I I was trying to figure out what the taste was. And then I'm like, oh, it's uh, it's caramel, <laughs> but but I mean, or like what it was supposed to be. And then, like the but label. <laughs> yeah, it's I think the salt, I think the salt and the caramel together balance each other out yeah. so that you're not hit with the caramel, which is what I was expecting to be hit with, which is kind of like a you know a campfire right. or something like that where you're or molasses where you're like, okay, oh hey, this is sweetness like, and boom. this is yeah, it's it's a it's the mix of it is is really interesting and i'm I'm, sh I'm still trying to figure out what to do with it i'm, I'm loving it but it's it, it sits on your it, it, like the just stays in your mouth for a long mm -hmm. long time and just that that complexity the flavor just you sit there and uh enjoy it for quite a while before taking another sip i could see like sipping down a glass like this over the course of a movie or something like that and to me this is the type of beer that is meant and there's there's wines like this too that it really is meant for 
sitting around with a couple of friends and, and dissecting it, right? I mean, it's so interesting and it's enjoyable and you sip it and you don't want a pint of it. You, you probably don't even want a full eight ounces of it, but to sit, sit and talk about it and like really try and pick out the nuances of it and just enjoy it over conversation, that's what this style is really targeted towards. Mm-hmm. So, how would you rate it? Well, I'm going to stay in the excellent space on this one. I really like it. I haven't asked you if do you like them all. They're all excellent. Yep. No, I'm not. <laughs> um, it really is an interesting taste, and especially compared to the other two, where like you were expecting booze on the other two, in some way, shape, or form. Right. And in this one, it's that's overmatched by not overmatched but it's there's an equal amount of the caramel and the salt and so the the alcohol content really doesn't hit you at all compared to the other but like specifically the last one so it's yeah i'm still trying to wrap my mind around it but right now i gotta i've got to go with a very good excellent because it's it's balanced it delivers what it promises it's not overly boozy um the the finish is nice. It's uh, it, it lingers, but it's long not lasting. the hoppy, long-lasting bitter beer face right. finish. Yeah, I I gotta go very good to excellent. And what do you think of that salt taste? Because like I I can't think of another beer spirit of any kind that I that has a real you know that kind of salty finish to it, and it's it's quite unique. Uh, there's a breakside has a, a salty caramel which uh, I also, I had the same experience, which I'd forgotten about until I had this, but it's very similar to that. Um, they're, and they're both, they're both really good. Um, so yeah, no, I enjoyed all three. So I think that's, I think that's going to do it. Oh, oh I was going to ask uh, where, you, we kind of went over where they were available, but available in stores, sort of, kind of? Uh, absolutely. Um, so uh, not by order directly. If, to, if The only direct way from us now is to come into the pub and get it. However, we distribute to, what's the count, 22 states and 13 countries right now. So this is in process of going out to all of our state, various state distributors. So it might take a couple weeks to hit shelves, but I would say check your local bottle shop. Um, That's usually where you'll find it. And our webpage has a page that shows all of our distributors. And you can go and ask. Our distributors know their markets better than we do, obviously, so we let them decide where it goes. And if you reach out to our distributors and say, hey, we'd love to get some Eclipse, where should we go to find it? So look for a distributor near you. And how many different flavors are there this year? We've tried three, but there's a bunch. This year, there were a total of 16. Want to try them all, Bob? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were a total of 16, most of which are going into distribution. I just can't. My husband handles that side of it, so I don't want to speak out of turn, but I know most of them are going into distribution. She's Alicia Barr. She's the co-founder of 5050 Brewing in Truckee, California. There is snow on the ground. It is the middle of winter, and we are happy to be here. He's Stephen Bonet. Thank you, sir, for joining Thank you, us. Thank man. That's great. This was Enjoy wonderful. Thanks, Thank for, you, thanks for having us. So, and that'll do it for this edition of the Stoutcast. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll catch you next time. I say, bro, I'm